Hello, 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 and welcome to the Greater Is In Me podcast, where each episode is intended to inform, inspire, and influence listeners to fulfill the greatness that exists within. I am your host, P. Sloan Joseph. This podcast is all about my reflections and revelations as a wife, mother, and educator. During our time together, I hope you will learn something from my stories and laugh a little along the way. Stay tuned for today's message. Thank you for tuning in to episode 31 entitled Power Off. If I can be honest, I have not been in the mood this week to record this episode. I am mentally and emotionally drained from the events of this week. But I came across a quote on Twitter that gave me some perspective. It said, powering off your Chromebook daily is highly suggested because it helps the operating system run smoothly. As an instructional technology coach, I guess this resonated with me because this particular post, and I can't remember who posted it, I wish I could, but um, this particular post was trying to remind a group of students to turn off their Chromebooks, to power off their Chromebooks every day. That running it and not powering it off actually hurts the um, operating system. And I tried to think about how that applies to my life because every week or every episode, I try to come to you and just talk to you about what I'm going through and the lessons that I'm learning as a mother and as a wife and as an educator. As a mother, you know, I'm an educator, but I'm also dealing with a child who's going through e-learning. And overall, my son has done a great job, like a really good job. He's in the fourth grade. And um, we didn't have a very strict schedule for him. So um, he would get up whenever he naturally woke up. He would get up, brush his teeth, um, wash his face, get himself together, maybe get some breakfast. And then he would jump on his Google Meet with his teacher um, and then, you know, sit and complete his work. And, um, and normally he would do his work in one sitting. And there was times when I would want to encourage him to take breaks and I, you know, he would say, no, I just want to get it over with. That was his response. Now, I just want to put a a pin in that right quick, because I want you to know my son is an A student. I think over the last two years, his um, quarter grades may have had like maybe one B or two Bs, but overall he excels in everything that he does. He works really, really hard. He has, you know, extrinsic motivation, but he has a lot of intrinsic motivation, very much like me and my husband. We want to do well. We feel like we're blessed to be a blessing. We have certain talents, skills, and abilities, and we've instilled in him that, you know, he has those talents, skills, and abilities so that he can excel. And, you know, he sets expectations for himself. And then me and my husband, we support those expectations that he, that he's already just embraced himself. But I do want those of us that are educators to recognize the fact that even though he does well in school, he does not like school. He does not like the structure of school, the way that it is, that they, the structure of it. Let me just say that. He loves the school he goes to. He loves his teacher. He loves the classmates that he has. He loves all of that. He loves learning. But the structure, the systematic structure of school does not like that. And he represents so many kids who are excelling, but do not like the system that we have created for them. And that is something that now that we're in this e-learning, COVID-19, 
pandemic pedagogy situation, we really need to address some changes in the structure because it's failing our children, Um, failing so many of our children. But anyway, to get back on topic. So one day I could tell that he was like physically about to have a breakdown with the work. Um, And he'd gotten a little bit behind, I guess. And I, um, I was like, you know, let's, let's, let's just take a break, you know, close, close your computer. And he was, you know, he was like, but mommy, but mommy, I got it. I said, stop. And I got that tone with him that he knows like, okay, she's not negotiating at this point. I was like, no, close your computer, go put your shoes on. So he went and he put his shoes on. He was not very happy with that decision. And we went in the backyard and we walked and we walked round and round and around and around and around and back and forth and back and forth. And at first we started talking about like, you know, what he could do differently. How did he get in this situation? Because that's, that's the thing with a lot of students. That's what I do with the middle schoolers that I talk to. I like to talk and walk with them. And, um, cause you, for some reason I feel like you get more out of them once they start moving and talking and stuff. And then let's back it up a little bit. Like, how did we get here? Like, okay, so you made the mistake or you're frustrated or whatever, but there's something that led to this. So tell me your story. What happened that got here? What what could we have done differently? So we started talking about that, but then we ended up just talking about stuff, you know, nothing in particular. And the next thing you know, we're laughing and we're talking or whatever. And in that moment, I had to make a decision. We're going to power off. We got to power off so that the operating system can run smoothly. The way that you power off is is different than the way that I power off. So I'm going to share with you, because I try to be transparent, I'm going to share with you some ways that I power off. I I like to take naps. I've talked about this in in several episodes. I've talked about naps, and I talk about Chick-fil-A, because those are things that I like. Um, And I'm not talking about, like, these power naps, these 30-minute naps. Like, I've said this before. Anything less than an hour... It's petty and it's childish and you're not committed. And if you're not going to commit to the nap, you're not the hour nap, the hour or more nap, then just don't do it. Just stay up, read a book, colors, a coloring sheet, an adult coloring sheet or something, find something else to do. But when you're taking a nap, let's not play around with it. Let's be committed to it. Um, But the other way that I like to power off is when I power off, I like, uh, you know, to enjoy my favorite glass of communion juice. And, um, I prefer red. Um, that's my communion juice of choice. And sometimes it's one glass and sometimes it's a glass for the father and one for the son and, and one for me. Um, I also like, you know, coffee. I've talked about coffee quite a bit too in this podcast in the past, a warm cup of coffee, you know, it makes you feel a little cozy. And depending on what I have to do for the day, sometimes it's regular, regular, or, you know, sometimes it's decaf and sometimes it has Kahlua or white Russian mix in it. It just depends on what kind of, you know, situation we are dealing with in the moment. That's how I like to power off. But one of my main ways, my favorite way to power off is to binge, to binge watch the Golden Girls and I know you're probably thinking like, there's so many shows that she needs to be watching right now. We're, you know, at staying at home a lot now and there are all these multiple streaming platforms. Why would you watch like this old show about these old ladies? Like why? Like why not embark on something new? But there, it's a familiar place for me. 
like it's familiar. I know how it's going to end. I know a lot of the jokes and the lines. It makes me laugh and I can relate to each character in my own way. So like with Dorothy, she's an educator. With Sophia, she's a storyteller and she doesn't just tell stories like they're funny, but her stories always have some purpose and always like probably, you know, would help the girls and things like that. Um, you know, Blanche, she's sassy. She's a Southern lady. And then there's Rose who, you know, always tries to see the best in everything. Like no matter the situation, she always tries to be that voice of reason and be that peaceful one. But this week, it's been hard. It's been so hard to connect with Rose, to be like Rose, because I've been angry and I've been sad and I've been scared and I've been frustrated for my father and for my husband and for my son and for my father-in-loves and my brother-in-loves and my nephews and my nieces and for my students and for myself. And what you see in the news, it has its own made-for-TV version in our schools every day. Parents and guardians entrust us with their children for 180 days, and there are times when those children return home more damaged than they arrived. And that's why I'm glad that we're about to go into summer recovery. Um, Some people call it summer break. I'm going to need you to stop. I've talked about that in the podcast before. It's not summer break summer vacation like we have a winter break that's two weeks we have a spring break that's one week this right here this is recovery this is long term like when you go somewhere and you have to recover that means that like there needs to be some time to do that you can't do that in a week or two and at this point with everything that's going on in society and the things that I see that go on in our schools and just everywhere. I I need to power off. I need a break because I am exhausted. I'm not tired. I'm exhausted. There's a difference. See, tired is I could really use a nap, but I'll keep going a little while longer. That's tired. I'm not tired. I'm exhausted because exhausted is I can't give anymore. I am empty. And when you're exhausted, that's when you know it's time to power off. Just like the Chromebook I mentioned before, we have to power off sometimes. It's necessary for us to run smoothly. And by powering off, it gives us a chance to rest and restore. So I am going to rest this weekend because I'm exhausted. And would I like to take more than this weekend? I would. But see, the thing about powering off, there comes a point when you have to power back on. Because I don't have the luxury of just powering off, taking a break, just being exhausted and staying in that state. I can't stay stuck because there is still work to do. I need to to rest so that I can be restored because there is still work to do. COVID-19 has given me more time to focus on my assignment. I feel like I'm on assignment, not just a job. I'm on assignment. School and classroom culture and climate, diversity, inclusion, equity, and literacy. I'm on assignment. All of those things, when you bring all of those things together, you produce a generation of children who are confident 
and competent world-class leaders. So as we prepare for our summer recovery, I have even more time to focus on school and classroom climate and culture, diversity, inclusion, equity, and literacy, but I also have time to focus on my family. Focus on food, of course eating it, because y'all know I love to eat, but also learning how to cook it. And then just self-care, both personally and professionally. Even though it's May, I'm still looking forward to August because see, I have a plan for my recovery. And I'm excited about what August looks like, no matter what the schedule looks like. Because I'm coming back fired up for our children. Fired up for the educators who want to see more and learn more and hear more, want to know better and do better. Because see, there's a lot of people that say they want to know better, but they don't want to do better. They want to stay in their level of comfort. And so for those, I I can't help you. But for those who want to see more and learn more and hear more and want to know better so they can do better, oh, I got you. Because that's where hope lies. And those that want to do better and be better. I've had many of my white peers reach out to encourage me and to affirm me and to ask questions and That's what gives me hope. But I hope that when they're calling me, they're also calling some of their other white friends who they know do these things that perpetuate this violence and violation against children and people and adults and mothers and fathers in society every day. Because it's not enough to call me when you see things going on. And so I appreciate that they have reached out to me. I appreciate that they've encouraged me and they've affirmed me and they've asked questions and they want to know better and be better. They give me hope. And that's what we need. I just need some hope because this past week had me hopeless. Had me hopeless. There were some dark, dark days. So to Christy and Chris and Kelly with an I and Kelly with a Y and Shasta and Jake and Alex and so many others that reached out to me that let me know that they see me, they hear me, they value me, they respect me and that they want to know better and they want to do better, they want to be better. Thank you for giving me hope in the midst of a very dark week. I have over 17 years as an educator. It's flawed It's flawed as all systems are. I didn't choose it, it chose me. I've talked about my story in the past. Because if it were up to me, I'd be the director of human resources or the director of diversity, inclusion, and equity at some Fortune 500 company making like six or seven figure salaries right now, right? But if you're listening to this podcast, you know that's not what happened. This assignment was given to me. And I've chosen to be in alignment with my assignment. So let me power off just for a little while. So my operating system can run smoothly, more compassionately, more efficiently, and more effectively. So my question for my listeners is once you power off, what are you going to do differently when you power back on? 
And I'm not just talking about e-learning and pandemic pedagogy. I'm talking about what are you going to do to empower your students to fulfill the greatness that exists within? Because see, that's the whole purpose of this podcast. To inform, inspire, and influence listeners to fulfill the greatness that exists within. So if I'm doing that through my podcast, how are you doing that in your spaces? With your black and brown faces. And with the white faces in your room that don't feel seen, valued, and heard. Because that's a population too. What kind of books will you use to move beyond the narrow narratives our children have always seen and heard? How are you going to help students to love, value, and respect themselves so they can turn around and love, value, and respect you and their peers and people in society? Because I've told y'all many, many times, people can't give what they don't have. You can't spend seven hours a day for 180 days and act like you don't play a role in the way that they see themselves and others. How will you show up for your students next year during their IEP meetings and their 504 meetings and the class observations and the PLCs and the professional development trainings? How? Something has got to change because what we're doing isn't working. Well, it's working for some, but it's not working for most. So like I used to tell my cheerleaders, if you always do what you've always done, You will always get what you've always gotten. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. I'm on Instagram at greaterisinme underscore. And I do an IG live every Monday at 7.30 Eastern time. I'm on Twitter at Joseph. Please show yourself some love by giving yourself some grace. And when you give yourself some grace, turn around and give it to some other people too. Let's do this again in about three weeks. But until then, remember to take time each day to reflect and reaffirm yourself by saying, greater is in me.